When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Her job was to get this underwear out of the returns package and look at it for, they called it residue. Which that's kind of a, <laughs> if there was stains in it and whatever, oh, gee. Wow. the stuff that was sort of nastier went to one of the secondary outlets. Uh, you know, I won't say the name of it, but <laughs> wait, I got wow. to find out what the secondary outlet. <laughs> He's going to tell what us privately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if I should say that. Welcome to Really Know Really with Jason Alexander and Peter Tilden, who want you to know that subscribing to our show is a gift you give yourself and that you'll never return. Well, you'll return to our show, you just won't return the gift to yourself. Whatever, this episode is all about the stuff you did return over the holidays and what's being called the return tsunami. Dr. Dale Rogers joins Jason and Peter to discuss the dark side and the hidden costs of returns where your returns actually end up, and why we're returning so much more stuff than ever before. You will also learn the low-tech way in which returned clothing is checked for stains and smells, how the 99-cent store survive, and the real story behind expiration dates. Now, here are Jason Alexander and Peter Tilden. Really? So, here's my question to you to open our episode. Mm-hmm. Holidays, you know, come. Get anything you didn't like? Anything you just went, eh, not for me, not so much. Comes with maybe a, car, a receipt, you can return it. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. You do it? Not yet. Not yet? But you're planning on it? Yeah. So here's your really no really. <laughs> the free return on your ugly Christmas sweater just cost the planet a trillion dollars. Really? No, really. Where's my belt? The Lord do you. <laughs> it's in front of you. I thought I returned it. Um... We're getting a return tsunami. That's what it's called, a return tsunami. And there's a real cost to this that I knew nothing about. This was a We knew whole nothing world about. I knew nothing about. And you said a term to me, which, which was like reverse. Logistic. Right. And, so, I, and uh, I looked at you like, 
like you'd had a stroke. Because you know me. I don't know what you're talking I, about. I find so, so during COVID, yeah. everybody heard about supply chain. Supply chain, supply chain. Yes. We don't have this. We don't have that. And we, we ran out of toilet paper. Everybody remembers all I remember that, that. That we were hoarding and doing. <laughs> and then when you go a little deeper. Which nobody returned, by the way. Unused. No. Nobody returned. And my wife, we invested in it. I bought $10,000 worth of toilet paper. That it would go up. Right. Didn't, it didn't. We just right. ended up using it. Bad so, investment. So with the supply chain stuff, that, that broke down during the COVID thing. Yes. And now I'm hearing about the, the entire upmarket thing of products coming back. I've read this Christmas, this holiday season. Returns could be $800 billion. Yeah. So let me just, I'm, I'm fascinated by this and I don't understand it. So ladies and gentlemen, let me do the introduction for Dr. Dale Rogers. Dr. Rogers is a leading researcher in reverse logistics, sustainable supply chain management, supply chain finance, and secondary markets, and is published in the leading journals of the supply chain and logistics fields. That's not all. In 2012, he became the first academic to receive the intern, and this is an award you're going to be vying for, my friend, the International Warehouse and Logistics uh, Association Distinguished <laughs> Service Award, first one given in its 130-year history. I don't have an Emmy, and this man... <laughs> <laughs> and we go for that. And everything I just said, if I hadn't read it off the paper, I, I still don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I don't know anything I just he, said. I think it says that he's the foremost guy in talking about what we and want what, to ask wait, about. What we're going to ask so about. So let's get to him. Hello, Dr. Dale Rogers. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> nice to be here. Go Thanks for coming. You. Thank you for coming in. We've been throwing around the term reverse logistics. Can you just explain what that is? Yes. So it is, um, it is going backwards. So it's products that have been for sale or available at somewhere in the supply chain. And they're either stopped or a consumer brings it back. And you repurpose them. You move them in, in a reverse fashion. Through the marketplace. To, to go where perhaps they can be used. Because your last choice is putting them in a landfill. If you do that, you failed. And if you're a company whose first choice is putting them in a landfill, then, then you don't have the right guys running supply chain there. So if I go online and I see uh, a, sh a T-shirt that I like, but I don't know if I'm the small, the medium, or the large. So I say, hey, what the heck? I order all three. And I say, I'll keep the one that fits me. And I send back the other two. My assumption is the other two will go back on a shelf and somebody will buy them. Am I right or am I yeah, right? Yeah, mostly. That, that's they will. true. They mostly will. It's kind of funny. You turn on a computer once and it's used, but your underwear, if you buy it and send it back, you, it can be resold as new. There's <laughs> oh, no, let me make a note. No more no, under, me, underwear. Can I just say, in that scenario, <laughs> I think we got it completely wrong. <laughs> I would flip those. I would, uh, I would so, take the one turned on computer and call it new. The underwear, I'm not so. The wonder I don't. Yeah. So, so it sounds like we're figuring out, businesses are figuring out. But then I, I read that the biggest place that takes returns, which is in Pennsylvania, I forget the name of it, where a shirt came back and it all has to have eyeballs on it. They got to open the shirt, smell it like you would if you're getting another day out of your jeans. Smell it, look at it for stains. It goes in another bag. It decides where it goes next, whether it goes to resale, whether it goes to a foreign country, whatever. That seems so time intensive. And also, again, it's got to be trucked and shipped. And so you talk about the environment. That thing's going through a lot of steps. But does everything have to have eyeballs on it, human eyeballs on it? No, a, a lot of stuff, if you return it back to a store, the store will disposition it right in the store. They'll put it back on the shelf. 
So, it de- you know, one of the rules is you don't want to drive something 800 miles and then throw it away. Right. So if it gets back in that supply chain, in that reverse supply chain, you, you do have to check it and make sure. I mean, honestly, here's a, a old man story for you. <laughs> what the, I think the worst job maybe I've ever seen, I was at the Victoria's Secret uh, Return Center in Ohio, and I was in the late 2000s, I think. And um, they had seven people working there. They had a massive amount of returns. It was sort of the beginning of e-commerce. And, and so there was a huge amount of returns. On some sort of panty styles, you had 40% returns at the time. I w- they asked me to come wow. look at the place. And I remember watching the reverse process and they said, well, let me introduce you to Rita, who's this lady that that was working really hard. She was sort of the lead in the reprocessing of, of women's lingerie. And uh, I went to shake her hand and she said, oh, you don't want to shake my hand. And I thought, oh, maybe she thinks I'm going to get her fired or something. But I said, no, 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 I'm just here to observe. And she said, well, no, you don't want to touch me. And her job, as you kind of mentioned it, was to get this underwear out of the returns package and look at it for, they called it residue, which that's kind of a, <laughs> a funny word. And, um, and then see if there, was, if there was stains in it and whatever. Oh, gee. Wow. And if there wasn't, there was a steamer thing that came up right by her little bench thing. And she would get the wrinkles out of it, fold it up, put it back in the package. The stuff that was sort of nastier, they did throw some things away. But most of the stuff went to one of the secondary outlets. Uh, you know, I won't say the name of it, but... but By the way, nothing the... better than steaming a pair of used underwear. <laughs> Isn't that nice? That really Isn't that does lovely? <laughs> Wait, I got wow. to find out what the secondary outlet that got the unsteamable undergarments. <laughs> yeah. but He's going to tell us privately. <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't know if I should say that. Was that pay that, for but... less or am I, you know... So yeah, you're on the right track, <laughs> No, it's the, under, it's the outlet, the underpants are us outlets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, and, and her job was to smell the underwear. And oh there was a God. guy. Oh, my. Oh, Rita got right, the good job again. Yeah, right. There, yeah. there was a guy wow. um, was in her group that had played football at Ohio State. Now, yeah. he wasn't one of the more successful football players, I think. It was this huge guy. And he had on headphones and he kind of had a beat going. And I was just watching him. And he would get the panties out of the package and hold him up to his note. And I thought, boy, that, wow. I don't know what he was thinking. Wow. When he, at any rate, it was, it's one of the worst now, jobs I've ever seen. Oh my what, God. Is the, what is the job interview process for that job? You got to be able to smell. Right. Actually, it's it, it's And you got to, right? You need a If you got a cold, you're kind of going on the sidelines. And you got to recognize certain kinds of uh, scents. And you got to right? be okay with the product you're smelling. <laughs> But right. I'm also wondering if you open up Some the Victoria. Some people might like that job, but I you, you bet. <laughs> if you open up the Victoria's Secret catalog and you order, you order, and you order an item and it shows up, are you surprised when you go? This thing has no ass. I, I mean, <laughs> you can see in the picture it's a, there. it's a string and a string and a kerchief. That's all it is. And you open it and go, "Wow, I never thought. I never expected this." Before How the can, internet, before dropping off at a postal center. Return, I'd rather just, you know, and I'll just keep it. And I'll, I'll wear it. it. It's not that big a deal. Now, these companies have brought them on themselves, like Tom's shoes. They say, 
hey, buy four different sizes and different styles and then return the ones you don't like. Um, it, it, try, try this size. I think now the, the and lot. The, and the policy, just to add to what you're saying, where you can re- six months, a year down the road, you can return. I was at Home Depot, a woman standing next to me with two dead plants. And I'm like, like, I'm laughing. I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, if this poor woman, how sad she's brought in thinks she's going to get returned. These. And the woman behind the desk goes, absolutely. We take them back after a year. And I'm thinking the retailers have gotten so competitive. And then there's the secret lie of, hey, if it's under 20 bucks and it's certain retailers, just keep it. And people take advantage. And we'll refund it anyway. We'll give you, you the know, money. It, it really is brilliant, though. I, I mean, think about who are the great retailers of the beginning of the 20th century. So Sears and JCPenney. Right. They're not the great retailers anymore, unfortunately. Right. But but um, if you think about what how they both really made it. So JCPenney, James Cash Penny, he's this guy. He's got a general store in Kimmerer, Wyoming. I don't know if you've ever been to Kimmerer. I actually have been there. I had to go see the mother store. And it's about the size. Maybe it's a little bit bigger than the room we're sitting in. But wow. Kimmerer is not a big place. Right. So what was his innovations? Well, cash and carry, when most times you went to a general store, you would put it on a tab and pay at the end of the month. So he was using his, his cash better. And then the other thing was no questions asked returns. And what that did was it removed risk from the consumer because they knew that they could go back to that store and you become a customer for life Instead of being nervous about, man, if I invest in whatever this is, a blanket or, or a shirt or whatever mm-hmm. it is, then I don't know, you know, I'm stuck with it. But no questions asked returns really transfers that risk and you end up with a customer for life. So it really is a brilliant thing. It makes a lot of sense. We're seeing retailers trying to go back on that right now because of the avalanche of returns. But I just bet, because we've seen this before where they're trying to slow it down. I just bet they're not gonna give that it up. they're not going to, because it's, it, it's too good. It's, it's the best yeah. kind of marketing So, but is this is. accurate? A $20 sweater, I read the cost of the return to the retailer's $13. So that means if my neighbor's a serial returner, I'm paying for their returns by building that into the price of the sweater. Well, and there's efficient ways where that stuff gets sort of, pulled out of the forward market and goes through the reverse logistics supply chain. And, and you've got all these different players who mostly are invisible, but there's some really big salvage dealers. We, we, we call them in the UK, they're called cabbage men. And you'll get say a truckload or a couple truckloads of stuff from Macy's or Dillard's or Bloomingdale's. And you will parse that out. And then, you know, we've got this whole sort of new ecosystem of eBay power sellers who are right. maybe people that they have to be home because of some physical reason. And, and now they're able to make a living by buying and then reselling. And it's a very efficient uh, secondary market change that's, that's actually uh, pretty big. We calculate the numbers every year. And... Um, and we're over $700 billion in that secondary market. It's over 3% of GDP. It's a very important part of the U.S. economy. Now, where it's stuck in a landfill in, in Chile or in Colombia, that's not good. We've mentioned the Chile thing because that was another reason we did this topic. 
there's so much clothing that's either overproduced or returned in Chile that it's on mounds that you can see from space. And I got, I got here one truckload of clothing is sent to a landfill or burned every second. And let's see, Chile has become, oh, 39,000 tons of unsold clothing. That's a lot of unsold clothing. Well, and, 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 and those, that's really a failure because, because um, uh, there should be a marketplace for that somewhere. The problem is how much labor can you put into an item? I'm still back on the fact that you pronounce the country Chile, Chile. as Chile. Chile. The, Chile. 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 Yeah, not Chile. Not Chile. It's not the thing you eat. It is Chile. As a matter of fact, Chile. I could use this one. Sorry. Chile. So I just wanted to point that out. I really haven't listened to the rest of the show. Since <laughs> <laughs> We're so talking. I, we're saying a lot of words here. Okay. I, here's, here's, here's the thought. Um, I'm thinking about, I'm honestly thinking about, um, there are people in my family who do a fair amount of returns. And they, and they know they're going to do it. They, they, you know, like I said, it may be that they don't know what the sizing, so they do that. But what has... Has re- has retailers thought of the idea, or is maybe it's an impractical idea, of charging an additional fee for the consumer for an item that could be returned, and then going, okay, you're not returning it, we'll rebate the cost, but at least now, if you do return it, we're going to rec- we're going to recoup our problem because if we have to repurpose this, or if we have to trash that item, well, if they can, uh, they 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 wouldn't tell the consumer. There's a, I mean, because they just keep it. If the consumer... see, but then there's no because I, if they don't tell the consumer, either they've priced me out of that product. Where otherwise, if I knew I was going to get a refund back, if I'm seriously going to keep this product, I would go, okay, now it's a reasonable price. I know I'm going to get refunded that thing. It's like taking, you know, when I go to the hotel and they take the deposit up front, and I know it's coming back to me. But why wouldn't they do that to, to offset their costs? You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can 
put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. But why wouldn't they do it's that more to, of to a offset their costs? They use more of a disincentive, which is called a restocking fee. So uh, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. send it back, they say, well, we're not going to refund a hundred percent. We'll refund five. Gotcha. That's what that restocking fee. So is. that's okay. the recite. So that's normally how, how, how they would do yeah. it. Now it's hard to continue to charge restocking fees. A lot of companies have tried it and have backed off because consumers don't like it. And in the end of the day, you need consumers to show up and, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to return stuff, but it isn't always easy. And so, um, uh, you know, people will think, well, I'll get around to that someday. And then all of a sudden you realize it's a year later and you still got it. And yeah. So it, it, it works really for the, the companies. They actually so think it's a good strategy. And some folks, you know, like Warby Parker, I'm sure you know those sure, stories. Yeah, they sure. have actually built their right. model around efficient returns and yeah. And, um, pick five, keep one. We're good. Right. <laughs> Companies keep trying to push back on consumers and, and, and slow this stuff down. But it, it always comes back to the old JC Penny and, Dude, when, and Mr. We want Sears. Yeah, Look, we want, we want to remove risk from the consumer because that's how the consumer keeps I coming I don't seem back. to be partaking of any of those companies that, and I'm so also how they've got it together that I can order something and it comes to my house either later that day or tomorrow. If they're that good at supply chain that way, I mean, I can't believe. Well, wait, before we even, not only does it come to your house an hour after you ordered it, but it, it's like I ordered a big pen and it comes in a box that uh, you could put. A Buick. <laughs> right. <laughs> with packing peanuts and bubble wrap. And I go, what, what is the, I don't know if this is your area, but you're the closest I have to the yeah. expert. <laughs> What is with the packing materials? The, uh, what is the waste situation on the packing Well, material? they don't have, uh, <laughs> they don't have a packaging, they don't have a box. Right. Or for every size SKU, you know, it, it, but it's way better in 2023 than it was in say 2005. Because remember they started out as a book company and, Sure. And and VHS tapes and yeah. back then they they only they really right, only pat had an envelope just a, and off you go. So right. so <laughs> on a on a packing line, yeah. there's only so many packages you you can store. You, Makes you sense. can't have a thousand. I can't believe. Look, I've got a bell and a pen. <laughs> what size? But if you see if you see these two items and a box comes in front of you on the conveyor belt that you, you can put a toaster oven in. Do you really go, okay, we're good. I'm still loving You have it. to hate your job. I'm loving that you're going. Chile, by the way. I, I'm loving that you're going. I don't know if this is your area, but I got some personal stuff I need to address. Listen, I, I have to make this. I haven't made a penny off of this podcast Hey, doctor, we're going, later, get some practical we're going later today. I got two pair of pants that got to go back. Can you take a look? It's like, that's, if you don't that's, mind sniffing them first, that'd be good. That is coming. Do you think that that moving on from the, the reverse logistics and the fact that so much is, is getting wasted, et cetera, do you think if they let the public, if the if people knew, or if they tested it, if people knew the impact of their returns, that they would be more reticent, or that it would change their behavior somewhat? 
Well, I, I think there are some companies that encourage consumers to engage. You know, if you look at Patagonia, they have a really interesting model. So you buy a, a jacket from, from Patagonia, usually it's higher price than maybe something that, that would be sort of similar to that jacket. Right. But they want you to keep that for the rest of your life. And you can send it back at no charge because um, if it gets ripped or whatever, I can get it fixed. So, you know, but not everybody wants Patagonia. Maybe you just want the cheap right, right. purchase price. And if you go down the street here in this neighborhood, man, I couldn't believe how many like little outlet stores, 99 cent stores, those 99 cent stores live off of overstocks mostly, right. but also returns. And it's uh, a relatively efficient way to move it to a new lifetime where you got consumers that will buy at Bloomingdale's, but then you also got consumers that will buy at Ross's or Marshall's and right. then the level down would be the 99 cent stores. This, there's this whole ecosystem. The, the overstock of not prescription medications, but over-the-counter medications and things like PPE where, we, you know, everybody wanted masks and now the masking is tapered off. Everybody wanted COVID in-home testing and now that's tapered off. What happens with, you, you can't, is that just landfill? There's no other option for that? No, no. But I mean, there is a, um, there is a, a, a obsolescence date mm -hmm. on some of that stuff, like right. hand sanitizer yeah. and, and so on. But there are people trying to repurpose stuff, even if it goes past the obsolescence date. Some other countries are not as fussy about right. Uh, end of life dates as, as we are in the And in should the US. we be? I mean, are they really, as far as you know, if, if my Advil, you know, <laughs> supposedly ran out six months ago and I take it, I find it still very it effective. It still works. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to some extent, sometimes those obsolescence dates are, are really for marketing purposes. Like for instance, vinegar. Right. Mm -hmm. So vinegar really has a seven year lifetime because you know, it's, fermented wine, basically, um, apple juice and so on. And, you know, what happens to vinegar when it gets old, it turns into vinegar. I mean, it's, you know, it's not <laughs> really, yeah, right. and, and, but you, but the, the companies that sell vinegar, like Heinz and so on, don't feel comfortable having a seven year window. On sure. It. So they make it a year. So they're, so some stuff, it's artificial. Yeah. Now other things degrade and you really do need to pay attention to the obsolescence. This is date. a constant discussion with my wife who finds that labeling. If I, you know, if I pull something out of the medicine cabinet and says, oh, it expired six months ago. What do you, th <laughs> does it know what expired six months ago? If I, if it said June and I took it in July. Are you saying this is not going to, and she's really hot, hardcore? About I don't even really? show my wife. I just take like Advil from 1978. So it doesn't matter. Well, I can't hide it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting because there, there weren't, um, there weren't generally open code dates on, on consumer products until Procter and Gamble in 1997 really pioneered that. And Walmart said, look, if you're going to sell something in our store, and it's a product that can expire. You got to make the, the, the date an open code date, but a lot of stuff really lasts longer. Yeah. And we call them the dented can stores. There's a, in fact, there's a bunch of them around LA where you've got these grocery outlets right. 
And you even have grocery auctions where stuff will be out of date and folks will go up and, and bid on it. And, and what really happens in this secondary market for food and Advil and all the other stuff is that um, it keeps it out of the landfills and maybe people that couldn't afford it at this price have a shot. at the higher price can, can, can pick that stuff up. So yeah. it, it's mostly a good thing, actually. Amazing. Before, the last thing I want to ask, because we had that supply chain issue during COVID. Everything was made overseas. Uh, China is the enemy. It's hard. We, we're negotiating with them. Blah, blah, blah. All of that talk about China. China, by the way. China. You know what? I'm going to. I've never, <laughs> I've never punched you on camera. <laughs> this could be a very special episode of really no, really no, I'm just really. trying to stay. I'm trying to contribute. Is, is China, is, has the supply chain changed? Is China making less merchandise for us or the world? How, how, what has changed since that supply chain issue we kept hearing about every day? Well, so the, the tariffs that were put on the previous administration and then kept on by the current one didn't help that. But the truth is, is that the cost of manufacturing in China was increasing. So when we started going over there 30, 40 years ago, 40 years ago, um, you know, they were making one or $2 an hour. And now the, the, you know, they have a big middle class and the price has gone up. So we're looking around, companies are looking around and also you want to go, uh, you want to look at pricing. I mean, I had a call this morning on this very topic, looking at, uh, manufacturing a particularly commodity in Central America. And can we do semiconductors in, in Central America, in Panama? And, um, and, and so there's a lot of moving around. If you're a vice president of supply chain for a computer company, you're saying, wait, we've got way too much stuff in China because there's political risk. There's also already we wanted to diversify a little bit because those costs were coming up. And so we've got to really think about how are we going to do this? And, um, and now we're seeing mostly healed supply chain. And that's the main reason that inflation has gone down. It's not some clever political deal. It's really because supply chains, broken supply chains, is what caused inflation. I would have never known unless you came. Thank you. Thank you. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The funny thing is we buy so much stuff we don't need. I was talking to Guggenheim and I said, God, we buy so much stuff we don't need. And there was a long pause, and he said, juicer. And I laughed and went, yeah, I used a juicer. What, you, everybody gets a juicer? You use I it one time? I got it topped because juicer, at least, there's a function. You go, okay. Yeah, but you right. stop using it. And Insta- it. Instagram really thinks it knows me. It thinks it has my number right now, all right? So if I'm flipping through my Instagram feed and there's an item and I look at it, I don't top it. I don't touch it. I don't ask for more. Yeah, I you just, looked at it. I looked at it for three sections. There's a, there's a thing now Instagram is trying to sell me and, and I may buckle. It is a, it is a ball. Uh, it's a ball about the size of the magic eight ball. Yes. Right? Yes. It seems to be all vents. Right? Yes. And if you charge it for two and a half hours for eight minutes, it'll hover and you can push it and it'll go. What's it called? Push What's it? it called? I couldn't tell I gotta you. Get one, wait, junk I, I got to get one of these. Called. I got to get one of these. I am so, I'm sitting there going. And I know what would happen. If I get this thing, I'll take it out of the box. I'll charge it. I go, oh, oh, look at that. That's cool. I'll call my kids. I'll go, look at that. That's cool. And, and then over. it'll be and in the box. And I'll go, but, I don't want to charge But you told me the other day, again. too, back to juices for a second. You said you were unpacking the kitchen and doing stuff. And you said to Dana, which of the three juices do you want to keep? <laughs> all I know is in my house, I spend a third of the day prepping for the show. I spend a third of my day doing family stuff. And a third of the day breaking down boxes from Amazon yeah. of crap well, that I didn't right. Oh, my God. Right. The boxes thing. Is huge... It's just, it's making me cuss. Google Heim. Yes. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Well, Professor, you doing that too? You breaking down boxes all day long? Absolutely. There you, yeah, there you go. That's feel... why he's going to Home Depot. Makes me feel better. <laughs> it makes me feel better. Yes, David. You got to keep up with it, Peter. You got to keep up with it. Well, one thing uh, I, I just want to, this is actually, there's not a correction, but I just Chile, want right? my good oh, friend. I'm going to stab him with a pen. It's not Chile. It's not, I don't <laughs> even get into that. I, there seems some, some real anger in there. Um, to my friends at uh, Victoria's <laughs> Secret, the, uh, the scientific name is called bromidrophilia. Uh, because those are the folks that really, really enjoy the sniffing of the undergarments. <laughs> so I think they could be your your power sniffers. You know, there might be a 12-step program around. And or by the way, they but, can knock the cost of sniffing. Wait, these people volunteer. speaking about return. So I was thinking that perhaps we wanted to talk about the top five most famous returns in history. Yes, please. Professor, you want to guess? Actually, and, you know, sometimes you can find these lists online. I actually have compiled this list myself because no one, I don't think, has ever deemed it worthy. Top five returns of all time. Of all time. But okay. let the professor yeah. see if, the, is there a famous return that you know about? No, you he's have, out. You have stumped the band, David. He's out. Moving on to another category. <laughs> another, another category. Yes. All right. So go ahead. Number five, General Douglas MacArthur. Return oh, to I shall return. I shall return. Oh, shall, look at, I look shall at return David. to the <laughs> Philippines. He yeah. left in 1942. This is going to uh, be this kind of horse. <laughs> <laughs> while, while you're listening, I'm going to be nodding. I thought, you know, <laughs> Queen Victoria bought a pencil and she went, this thing broke. Well, he does the rest of this. I'm going to be nodding my shoelaces into, <laughs> in, into a noose. Okay, just because I know where this is going. Go ahead, David. I don't think you do. I do okay, not all think right. you. All, all right, all right. 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 All
Oh my God! Yeah, I'll be back in This is like a remedial jeopardy. It's like a remedial jeopardy. This list can't be long. The category is things no one cares about. Here we go. Number three. No, no, no. Number three. Number three. Sean Connery. Yeah. He left the role of James Bond after Diamonds Are Forever, but he returned. Never say never. Right. And never, never say never. never. 1983. Look at you. Okay. Now the professor's into it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we got some here. <laughs> yeah. I think he might be able to get Professor Jeopardy. <laughs> we play Professor Jeopardy. Only right. the smart people. Number okay. Two. On March 19th, 1995, he Michael came back Jordan up. My set the uh, sports world on fire with the uh, two words "I'm back" as Michael he returned to, yeah. wow. to professional um, basketball and the number one. Thing that was uh, the Tom big Brady? return of all time. Yeah, Tom Brady. No, the McRib, <laughs> which it makes it now you're just doing that to, to really twist the knife <laughs> in my heart. Because you know the McDLT went down in flames and is never coming back. So you went with the McRib. Oh my yes. god. And if you have a hankering for it, you could go to McRibLocator.com and find. The McRib in your area. Do we, you know do who we, needed to help? I just ask you a question. Does he make a salary from this? We <laughs> came to this podcast. You know who needs the biggest help? McDonald's. That's why we're all right. Are you kidding me? I, you know what? People me love say, the McRib. If, folks, if you would like to give this episode of the show back, it will be a restocking <laughs> fee. Um, you know, I will tell you the one thing that I, that I should have asked for a refund and I never did. Did I tell you the story? Years ago, I went to an, an elite resort with my wife. Where, you know, you pay for everything up front, you don't pay for everything else. And we get there and everything about it was was wrong. They lost our bags for a day. We had no bags. You go to the rooms, there's no lock on the door. Everything's fine here in paradise. You don't need a lock on the door. You never eat alone. You eat with the community. You don't know anybody. Sure, you pay for everything. The big thing was tennis. This was a tennis resort. Don't bring your rackets. Leave your rackets at home. We got everything, no cost. Well, that's true. They give you the court. They give you the rackets. They'll give you a trainer. They'll give you everything you want. Balls are $25 a can for a $3 can of tennis balls. I went, oh, are you kidding? And there was that. And then there was like a topless beach and the staff was hitting on my wife. And I went, we're out of here. We're supposed to be eight days. After three days, we left. And my wife is, we'll never get the money back. I said, I'll get the money back. I will, I'll get an excuse and I'll get the money back. Never applied. I never applied for the money back. Because? I was, I, I thought. Embarrassed. You're embarrassed. embarrassed. You're a little embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I, I don't, I very rare do I return Also, anything. the other part of that we say. I don't return things. Your wife I don't. You also stayed in touch with the, the cabana people. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that would have been hard. By the way, do you know, uh, Professor, the number one stowaway items that's returned accidentally with other returns? Do you know what that is? No. Uh, underwear. Underwear. Underwear comes back a lot. Tangled up in underpants. Number two is vape, vape pens. And number because three is jewelry. And then jewelry. And then jewelry. And jewelry because they're in what? How are they returned accidentally? What because the wife in? saw the husband sniffing somebody's underwear and then said, <laughs> Wow, you're the right back. back to Chile. Chile. I know. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, a, and a lot of wedding dresses come back. Yes, they do. With rice. Uh, <laughs> there you that's go. That's true. No, it's really true. There you go. Yeah. The San Francisco right. treat. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we'll be back. And like I say, we watch this one. We shall return. As another episode of Really No Really comes to a close, I know you're wondering, are there any purchased items that you really can't return? Oh, 
of course there are. And I'll tell you in a moment, but first let's thank our guest, Dr. Dale Rogers. Follow Dr. Dale Rogers on X slash Twitter at Kariska Prof. Find all pertinent links in our show notes. Our little show hangs out on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and threads at Really No Really Podcast. And of course, you can share your thoughts and feedback with us online at reallynoreally.com. If you have a really, some amazing fact or story that boggles your mind, share it with us. And if we use it, we will send you a little gift. Nothing life-changing, obviously, but it's the thought that counts. Check out our full episodes on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, and tick that bell so you're updated when we release new videos and episodes, which we do each Tuesday. So listen and follow us on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So are there items you can really never return? There absolutely are, and they include any hazardous materials containing flammable liquids or gases like lighters and nail polish, most electronic devices can't be returned after 30 days of purchase, digital downloads of books, games, music, or movies can't go back, gift cards are not refundable, food, wine, beer, and spirits, you get them, you own them, Live insects and fresh flowers, they are yours till death do you part. Prescription medications, hope you don't need them, but you sure can't return them. Pet food, same as people food, you're keeping it. And any product missing its serial number or universal product code is yours for life. But take heart, you can sell just about anything in a number of online sites, from Facebook Marketplace to eBay. Thanks for listening, and hope you return soon. Really No Really is a production of iHeartRadio and Blase Entertainment. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.